Welcome to the world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us... JD. And Alex. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokémon. And a world for them to inhabit. Last time, we created the Knights of the Regions, a group of ten Pokémon representing the past nine regions, plus Ulcea, who are defenders of their regions. In a similar format to Paradox Pokémon or Ultra Beasts, but as evolutions of older Pokémon. And those Knights are... Terrarmus, Aquarmus, Spinearmus, Venarmus, Kelarmus, Ignarmus, Dracarmus, Glaciarmus, Turbarmus, and Malarmus. Today we have guest! It's a guest time! Hello guest! Hi everybody! Hello Pokemakers! I'm Deep Blue Ink. I am an animator on the internet and you might specifically know one animation that I did sometime last year I think. <laughs> November I want to say. November, November sounds right. Specifically instead of being coy, a Pokemakers animation. We did Welcome to Old yeah. Oh, we weren't talking about that one <laughs> one. Oh, yeah, the Brennan Lee Mulligan loses it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we're like, please introduce yourself, explain who you are. Like, half of our audience didn't come to us from that animation anyway. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear it. We mostly were like, can we do this animation for ourselves? Yeah. We were like, we want this to exist. <laughs> yeah. I commented on one of the Green Mountain Mysteries ones, because like, before I saw the first Green Mountain Mysteries one, it hadn't even occurred to me that this was a thing that could possibly happen. <laughs> I remember we were all in a call with Mike at one point anyway, weren't we? Just on, on Discord, yeah. just as a, a Saturday. Yeah, thing. just some yeah. random Jackbox games time. That was it, yeah. So yeah, we've got history. Yeah! <laughs> but have we got art and science? Let's find out! Hey! Before we get to that, we have two questions for you as a new guest to the show. So first of all, my question for you is, what was your first Pokemon game? My first Pokemon game? So the first Pokemon game came out the same year that I did in I know seven so my first one was pokemon red oh my gosh i didn't realize you were such a baby i know yeah 26 <laughs> years young pokemon red was my first bulbasaur was my first starter is the only one that i have a plush of i currently have in my hand on my desk Aww. i think i know what the next question is if i can guess my favorite out of the 1008 we now have oh no <laughs> yeah. it would be rude of me not to say bulbasaur <laughs> right now as I'm being it's okay leader. you're allowed to say bulbasaur <laughs> It's a classic, Bulbasaur's it's iconic. giving him a look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Bulbasaur. The thing is, I always pick a favourite in each gen. I rarely retain which my favourite in each gen is. It depends <laughs> on the run. Scraggy, for the longest time, was my favourite. But that was just because of that one run where Scraggy was my favourite. Just overpowered. Sure. I don't think it's one that I've gone back to. Like, when I played Sword and Shield, I caught mm. a Scraggy and was like, this does nothing for me anymore. You are, <laughs> <laughs> you are dead to me. <laughs> I gotta say, though, it's impressive that your first Pokemon game was one that came out when you were zero yeah for me it was zero <laughs> i immediately popped out in the delivery room yes. where's the nearest game boy <laughs> well maybe you know maybe your parents were just playing it while you were being born and you just carried on you know <laughs> My dad's like half invested, like, keep going, sweetie. Well done. Keep going. You got this. The doctor's like, the doctor's like, push. You're like, I know how to make it stop evolving. Don't tell me to push. Yeah. <laughs> push, push. Actually, that's a common misconception. You don't need to push the A button while you're throwing the Pokeball. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> So as I understand it, you're here to make a new character with us. I am. I would love to take up one of the few slots of gym leaders in Rencia. We would love to have your new gym leader. For that, we need to go to the Fame Checker. Alright, 
so we're making a gym leader. Do you have a concept for us already? Or are we going in? We're going in pretty blank. I had one concept very early doors when I was listening to this season. And being an animator, I think has informed this a little bit. And it was the idea of a gym leader who really nerds out about the overlap between science and art. Ooh. The juxtaposition Ooh. supposedly there, that false dichotomy of what is it, left brain and right brain or something like that. And yeah. now that's okay, how yeah. it's not real. And I would love to kind of explore <laughs> the patterns in art and the kind of art in science and all of that. I originally had the idea of making it very explicitly animation themed, mm -hmm. mainly because I came up with the idea of a lady just being called Annie Mae. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't really push that very far. If you come up with ideas, I'll happily hear them out. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm more into the idea of this person that's really excited by finding natural patterns in art. Mm. In oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. kind of exploring, really from a real world evolutionary sense. Yeah. Of like, why does this Pokemon have patterns? Why does Zigzagoon yeah. have patterns? <laughs> why does it grow to be zigzags? Why does Electabuzz have an actual electric bolt on its chest? What, <laughs> what happened there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that you're going for a character who's in the middle of science and art, and then we're making them on the history part <laughs> of, our, of our game. No, that's a really great place yeah. to put them, because mm -hmm. then it's more balanced. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's got to be a little bit. If you go on the history side, I think it'd be rude to pick one third of the game and suddenly Italy doesn't have any art or science. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I like the idea that this character's like, I'm really interested in the art and I'm really interested in the science and I couldn't choose between them, so I picked history. <laughs> Which, honestly, history does cover both art and oh, science. Of course it's, it does, absolutely. Know, exactly, like the cultural yeah. important things. Yeah. Looking at science and art from a historical perspective yeah. is still cool and interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I like the idea of this field researcher being amongst all the other gym leaders who have picked history because they love the military history of Italy. Yeah. Everyone in like Roman outfits and it's just this person in a white coat like, I just kind of like polka dots. I don't know. That's fair. I just like polka dots. Cool. So from what you've been saying so far then, a lot of people when they come on, especially for the first time, want to make more of like a self-insert character. It sounds like that's not mm. what you're going for. Not really. I was going on walks listening to all the episodes and I think at one point I was like, oh yeah, I'll do an anime character. I can speak from the heart on that. And then immediately when I came up with anime, I was like, oh, so they'd be a woman or she, her. So the dichotomy between art and science, that's a very fun theme. Yeah. Before we talk too much about the character, I think it might be helpful to talk about what their mechanical gym thing is. I like the idea of symmetry coming up quite a bit in the gym. Okay. Moves okay. like counter oh. and things like that. Less, less so reflect and detect and more things like counter and any other move like counter that I can't think of right now. Well, you could do ditto using transform. Oh, that's a lovely idea as well, yeah. I mean, smeargle as well would be a nice ones have in there with paint. Sketch. Sketch, that's the one. Sorry. Oh no. <laughs> There's that. There's other moves like Mimic and Copycat that also mirror move. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. So a whole reflective. Kecleon. Yeah. Yeah. Things like type changing mechanics like color change. From the way you've described this character so far, they seem kind of scatterbrained and unfocused almost. Like they're so excited by everything. They're just grabbing onto everything. A bit ADHD and just jumping around <laughs> to lots of different things and reflecting that mechanically. <laughs> like they're just jumping around to all sorts of different things. Mm. Yeah. I'm obsessed with the whole trope of mad professor who is just overwhelmingly <laughs> obsessed with the work that they do and yeah. shuts out everything else. Really nice, really pleasant company, but also <laughs> if they've seen like a bug on a wall across the room and it's got slightly different shading on its wings, they will drop all conversation with you, sprint over there, and you'll just have to come back later. <laughs> 
it's the classic renaissance idea of the polymath right yeah you know i'm gonna have to cop to not knowing but i'll say yeah <laughs> the idea of the renaissance man the person who is good at lots of different things like yeah, someone yes. who's good at art and science for instance just math and language just a yeah. random one off the top of my head here. add it to the counter leonardo <laughs> da vinci <laughs> Da Vinci? Oh my god. Da Vinci? <laughs> I've heard of him. Yeah. You know, he did so much kind of science stuff. He was an artist and a painter. He invented things. He did everything. Yeah. I've been playing Assassin's Creed 2 recently. I was doing it for research. I was doing research. I swear it was research. I've had a bunch of good ideas that are going to come up in the podcast from it so yeah. far. There's going to be a lot of parkour in Pokemon <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, now that we're talking about Assassin's Creed, how about we go back to a character who gets very easily distracted by things? <laughs> but that's what I mean, this sort of ADHD kind of manic character who's like, Oh, I wanted to talk about this thing, but this other thing is really cool and interesting and good too. And what about that? Oh. Same. I like the idea as well of there being like a physical puzzle in the gym that is kind of a Simon Says type thing where it's two people, you and the gym leader on both sides of half of a room where they press on different buttons on the floor and you have to repeat it. Again, that kind of symmetry. Okay, okay. Ooh, Cool. And then halfway through, they start doing like a really complicated pattern, and then they just walk off, and they're just ready to fight. <laughs> <laughs> they got distracted in the middle of their own gym puzzle. <laughs> okay, so the gimmick is essentially throwing your own moves and stuff back at you. Yeah, yeah I think so. I like that. I think symmetry is the main idea. Okay, so one Pokemon that transforms, one Pokemon that copies the moves, one that throws the damage back mm. at you with moves like counter, and have to try and come up with a new way of copying and mirroring mm. what's going on there. The human, though, the human person character yes <laughs> they need a name they do firstly and i does their name need to be a palindrome probably probably hey welcome to race cars gym <laughs> taco cat <laughs> or you know hannah oh yeah <laughs> like there are names that are palindromes oh yeah there are just names yeah for instance I, I, also what was your original character name idea again oh what well, annie may well if we just take annie and change that slightly to anna oh anna there we go <laughs> Anna, perfect. Age. Does she have one? <laughs> An approximate age, perhaps. I... Perhaps she needs to be 11, 22, 33, 44. <laughs> Or something along those lines. I like the idea of her being 32 and being really excited about her birthday coming up later in the month. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. That's yeah, cute. I'm happy with that. Okay, but then to pull into that ADHD focus a little bit there, she's like, okay, my new age is going to be a palindrome, but 32 is such a useful and precise number as well because, you know, it's a binary number and you can do this with it and that with it and da 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 da. It's divisible by so many factors. Yeah. They're always excited about everything. Every year they find a new thing to be excited about, but 33 is specifically they are absolutely yeah. hyped on. Yeah. You know, at one point, I was going to have one of the paths be a maths path. So maybe she should actually just be a mathematician. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> I like the idea of her having an assistant that loves her and would do anything for her, but is a little bit exhausted by all of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now I'm picturing for the gym itself. We've talked about throughout the region there being other museums and potentially smaller museums. This could be a smaller museum that is a museum of maths. Oh. But then oh. she is bringing in other aspects. Like, there is a small wing that's art that displays the golden ratio kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I was well just going to bring yeah. up the golden ratio. Yeah, as well as, like, <laughs> symmetrical art and all that kind yeah. of thing. There is stuff that's talking about the science of maths and how mm. that applies. And then you can have a part as well that is the history of maths and numbers. Yeah. Yeah, and I like, oh, that's a good way of tying in. I like that. Yeah. And then she can drop some good trivia on you that can also be a cool line. Did you know that originally our numbers didn't have a zero? And that's what I'm going to turn you into. <laughs> I'm presuming Fibonacci was a person, but I like the idea of having like this huge statue dedicated to them. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fibonacci is probably Italian? Probably. It sounds it. Doesn't it's it a pretty it. Italian name. Wish. Also known as Leonardo Bonacci, Leonardo of Pisa, or Leonardo Bigelow Pisan. Oh my goodness, this is in Pisa. And it's going to drive her insane oh. that there is a building in her town that doesn't stand <laughs> upright. Oh. <laughs> she spends all of her time using strength on it just desperately trying to push it back you had mentioned meeting her outside of the gym before you actually battle her and that could be where you find her you come across this historically significant <laughs> building that's like leaning to the side and she's just desperately trying to push it up right so we have this mathematician running a maths museum, drawing elements from all the other parts oh, as well. That's, Ooh, that's, that's a really like, cool idea. Math is a part of everything. I'm not good at mm. it, but I appreciate it. <laughs> math does not appreciate me. You can only go so far pretending that like they're all completely separate. If someone's yeah. like, oh, yeah. art and science are completely different. And then someone asks them like, oh, how did you make the paint? Like, I, I didn't, the scientists did. Like, Yeah. Okay, pick a point in history. Uh just pick a historical point. Bronze Age. Bronze Age. Okay, the Bronze Age. What year was that? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't, I don't um, let's say... Okay, pick a different point in history uh, that you know the year of. Tudor times. 1492. Okay, 1492. That's a historical point. You know what else that is? A number. Oh, okay, that's, <laughs> that's the bit you're trying to do. Boom. And like, art, art, do you know how many paintings Leonardo da Vinci made? I don't know. Either, but... I don't know, but it's a number. <laughs> it's more than zero. Do you know what that is? Good. So we've got a lot to play with. <laughs> Any specific points or anything you want to note about this character's appearance and what mm. they look like? It doesn't feel like in her character to be very proud about how she looks, but I think she spends a lot of time and care making sure she looks symmetrical. I think the concept of wearing a kind of two-tone shirt where the left side is different to the right side is abhorrent to her. Oh, just like me. She has to like have her hair very neat neatly parted, maybe a centre parting. Or maybe, maybe she has those glasses where one side's a circle and one side's a square and everyone asks her about it. She goes, oh, I just think they look cool. But I don't know. <laughs> She's really specific about numbers mm. until she isn't. Mm. <laughs> just a complete mess. I'm glad you brought up glasses though, because like, whilst this won't be the first character we've done this with, one aspect that we need to bring to the table for your character is ridiculously oversized glasses. <laughs> what could you possibly mean by that, JD? <laughs> <laughs> Well. <laughs> oh, I like that. Just two massive mirrors. <laughs> and yes, Professor Poplar does also have giant oversized glasses, but these ones can be different shades because oh, yeah. she's got very yeah, large yeah. round glasses. I like yeah, the idea like... of that. I like it just being a kind of non sequitur where like, it's one of these like, does she know? Does she realize? <laughs> well, no, she just doesn't see her glasses until she puts her glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> she takes her glasses off and just freaks out like, oh my God. She, just, she takes her glasses off to look at them. She's like, I don't know, they look right shaped to me. <laughs> They're so blurry. That's, that's the same shape. <laughs> we fully, we stand an astigmatic queen. <laughs> We all wear glasses, and I'm sure we've all had people come up to us be like, can you even see without your glasses? And I was like, yeah, it's not that bad. But now here we are to be like, she doesn't even know what her shape is without her glasses. When people ask me how bad my eyes are, I just lean into it and say that I, I can't see anything. I actually go like deaf when I take my glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So we got a yeah, we've, we've got, got a character. We've got the gym with its Simon Says like puzzle and the gimmick of reflective stuff. 
Mm. I was going to say, in terms of theming, I like the idea of a kind of very bright chrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very kind of labby looking place. I know it's going to be a museum as well, but I like the idea of obviously all these light up buttons on the floor making sense in the context. It's like of one it, of those but... interactive museums. Yeah. Like a science museum. Yeah. That can be the room that is the gym. And then there is a room off to the side that is the art gallery. Yeah. And that's not mm. really part yeah. of the gym itself, apart from maybe there's one train about them there. You yeah. go in and fight around. And there's trainer. probably like a working lab room in the back as well, where mm-hmm. there's yeah. you know, lots of like computers that. and files and microscopes whatever yeah you know all those microscopes for that math that you're doing mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see the really small numbers <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's how you see really little fractions <laughs> one one hundred oh that's pretty small might need to take out the microscope <laughs> i mean this might lead into the second half of the episode but maybe there's a pokemon that splits in half perfectly and she's got one pokemon like this that's gone so small she's got a microscope and they're just like at an atomic level at this point if we're gonna start talking about ideas for a new pokemon perhaps it's time for who's that pokemon <laughs> So we have a vague concept for a Pokemon here, but it could be anything. Mm. We talked about a lot of different ideas. We talked about something symmetrical. And we've just now mentioned splitting in half things like a television. <laughs> yeah, but also we've talked about things like the Fibonacci spiral. I talked about fractals earlier and creatures made of living fractals. Yeah. Different fractal shapes. Many fractals are perfectly symmetrical. Mm. The Triforce is the beginning of a mm. fractal. That's the thing. I was wondering at one point when I was thinking about symmetry, if this is going to be like an ice gym, just for the sake of like snowflake and that kind of patterning as well. Mm. She could have a cryogonal on her team. Uh, That's the one, yeah, that's a good chance. Cryogonal, which definitely gets some of those moves. It gets things like mirror coat and it gets some of those reflective moves. Yeah, yeah. so it would be a great addition to the team. Yeah. To reflect that, to reflect reflect that aspect of things. Yeah. So do we have an animal movie? use as a reference point Mm -hmm. do we have a visual concept what about because again i don't know if this is actually true but it might be a playground rumor thing but i'm sure i've heard that if you chop a worm in half then both halves live so maybe classic old school playground rumor (laughs) yeah i was actually thinking about that too but then i was also thinking about plants that you can do that with because a lot of plants. oh that's a good idea cut it in half Mm. and now you have two. yeah also the hydra Mm. that's just the hydra thing Mm. yeah yeah, yeah. oh i like that what about like a hydra plant you cut the leaves off and then it just grows back more leaves which is also a thing that plants do it's like a two-headed plant and you like split it down the middle and it's just like two bells bro i'm gonna push again for i think worm i like the idea of a pokemon that takes enough damage that in the kind of in fiction of the battle you have basically just (laughs) just cut this pokemon in twain so the problem with doing a worm really though is the fact that we've just done worms in our previous season and pokemon has just done a worm as orthworm in scarlet and violet as well so it's kind of just been done a lot recently already so maybe it's just something else in the similar space mm. <laughs> we, look worms is done worms is out we're looking for something else what feasibly could like split into i mean it could be anything it's pokemon isn't it it like, really could be anything yeah and it doesn't have to draw in anything real it could be completely fictitious and made up fun fact by the way mm. giraffes in real life don't actually have two heads <laughs> what? i know what yeah. pokemon lied to you've me? not been to the safari parks <laughs> i've been to going <laughs> <laughs> back i like alex's idea of it being a plant i think just because my little goblin brain is telling me it has to be feasible in real life and I think the idea of a plant you know obviously you can deadhead plants and they come back so I like the idea of a Pokemon that originally is like a bouquet of flowers and then by the end it kind of splits off into however many little deadheads with like tiny legs but it's just a little bit of the stem on the bottom. Yeah like plants would be one of the most realistic ways to do that. Mm. Yeah I mean you cut a 
tree in half and you have two trees now. Yeah, I think that works. Can I make a suggestion for a specific plant we can draw on? Hmm. A hydrangea. Ooh. Like starting hydra. That's a, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. I like yeah, that. Yeah. And then just look at a hydrangea as well, I'm though. The flowers it, but... look like there's just many little flowers. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. They come in so many different colors, too. Mm. Hydrangeas are actually like a really cool flower. They're a really sciencey flower. Here fact, we go. The way you can change the color of your hydrangeas is by making the soil more or less acidic. Oh, They're that's essentially so cool. litmus flowers. I was going to say nature's litmus paper. That's so sick. And that can play into a really cool aspect of it reflecting and changing types as well. Mm, yeah. Changing yeah. colors, changing types. I'm picturing at least two stages here where the first stage is just a single, simple, very small flower. And then when it evolves, it goes the whole hydra thing and many heads, many flowers. That's cool. Yeah, I like To that. get the effect of that hydrangea bunch. Mm. So I'm looking at hydrangea flowers. Do you know what an actual individual hydrangea flower looks like? Mm? A lot of flowers tend to have five or six petals. Hydrangeas have four and they're extremely symmetrical. Four is extremely symmetrical. They're like little diamond shapes. Oh, it's so perfect. Okay, I'm actually thinking it's a three-stage evolution line now. Mm. So the first stage is just a single little flower and then the second stage is a single cluster <laughs> and then the third stage, the final stage, is where it's got the hydra effect of many heads, many clusters. Oh, okay, yeah, oh yeah. I like that. That is cool. That works really well. I also like the idea, was it in black and white where gym leaders would like talk to you in the middle of the fight? I love the idea that Anna will not shut up about all this the entire fight. Like literally, not even every turn. It's literally in between you trying to decide your turn. Like you click the button fight and it goes, oh also by the way. Is this monograss? Is it just grass type or does it have a second type? Is it grass dragon for the third evolution? Oh. What were the two new types that you've come up with for Rensia? I can't remember what they were. We have the wind type and the astro type. And the astro type kind of represents all things <sighs> spacey and science -y. Yeah, I think, I think that kind of works. I think focusing on the litmus aspect of it as well. So does it start with the astro type or does it gain that after an evolution? I mean, they have to all be grass, don't they? I don't think you can have the single plant and be like, oh, it's kind of a plant, but more so it's science. <laughs> Do they have the color changing thing throughout? I think so. I think that's the thing that makes them unique. Then I think they would all be grass astro. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Where's, this is an important one for me. Where's everyone imagining this little guy's face? In the middle of the <laughs> In flower. the middle. Well, in the first stage, at least anyway, in the mm. middle of the four petals on the single flower. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. cool. One thing it could do for the middle stage, it could do like a whole tangler thing where it's just got a pair of glowing eyes coming out from the middle of this <laughs> bunch of flowers. I oh, maybe. Like I quite like that as well. I like the idea of the petals kind of making the head of it. Maybe it's because I've got a personal affinity with like big rounded head characters, but like maybe <laughs> it has some kind of body, even if it's just like the kind of stem that kind of forms a bell sprout like body. And that's kind of what I was thinking, sort mm. of bell sprouty with the sort of flower face. Mm. I think if you add some leaves on it, so it's not just the weird tentacle body that <laughs> Bellsprout has. I think it's not too similar. And I think the final form, anyway, at that point it's got multiple faces, so each bunch can have that mm. face. Yeah, I like that. A little bit of a mix between Bellsprout and, like, Sunflora, where it's got a little bit of a body and kind of some leaf arms. Another ability that's coming to mind from a Pokemon we've already mentioned, the ability Color Change. Mmm, Kecleon. Which is the signature ability of Kecleon, which also very much plays into the space we've already talked about of reflecting back what your opponent's doing, because Color Change means when you are hit by a move, you change to be that type. Yeah, I like that. I still want to keep the litmus being specifically blue and red for attack and defense. 
I will say. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Color change could be a hidden ability, so it doesn't normally do that. Yeah, I like that. I think also maybe there's too many gimmicks that I'm quite happy to, like, say maybe we don't have the whole cell division thing anymore because it's hard to imagine <laughs> with more and more evolution stages this kind of existing. It's kind of got that going on flavorfully anyway through the flowers adding and growing as it evolves anyway rather than a mechanical yeah. implementation. Kind of like Slowpoke, how mm. flavorfully it's dipped its tail in the water to get a shell uh, attached to its tail, but yeah. that's not how it actually works outside of the anime. Yeah. You have to level it up and it just evolves and spawns a shielder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Do we want to give this a third ability? Color change being the hidden ability, so more like a second ability alongside simple, maybe another planty kind of ability. You've got things like chlorophyll, leaf guard, flower veil. I mean, I'm a sucker for a Pokemon with chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. Simple and chlorophyll as the main two abilities, color change is the last one. I mean, it's got a lot of petals. I feel like it'd do well in the sunlight, right? We've got pretty much everything set now, so the only thing we have left to do is perhaps the hardest part, and that's name three Pokemon. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, do, do we want to make this a single stage? <laughs> I think Hydrangea has to show up in the third. Yeah, yeah, something there. In Hydrangea and Hydra. I have some bad news though. I've just looked at the etymology of litmus and it turns out that it comes from lito, which is dye, and mossy, which is moss. <laughs> so we're going to have to redo this whole Pokemon so it's moss instead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, moss is definitely something that you could split. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's not a palindrome, but one letter different, hydranger. Hydranger and anger. You just change that last A to an R, and then we just have them relatively angry. But then the first stage is cutesy and smiley. <laughs> there, you've got the whole flowery thing coming in. I love a Pokemon with a personality. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a happier word for the first one. We probably want a simpler name, because Hydrangea is a bit of a complex word. Maybe it doesn't need to be Hydrangea specific. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Let's like go to smaller words. Flower, petal, leaf. Mm, petal and peppy. Petty. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go for Peptal. Peptal. Peptal's nice. Pepto, Pepto Bismol. <laughs> I quite like Peptal. I think a petal with pet. Yeah. Or Pepetal. Pepetal. Pepetal? Yeah. Is anyone dead set on this Pokemon being angry? Because we could just have like Peptal and then Peppy Petal or whatever. I can't remember what the second one was. It could just be the last one is angry. Yeah. Very like Poliwhirl. Poly I quite like Hydranger. Hydranger mm. is a banger. It is. Could go from Peppy to angry and the middle one could be more neutral. I mean, it mm. could be the classic Pokemon thing of making the middle evolution an emo <laughs> somehow. Yeah. yeah, the middle one could be sad. Shy Dranger. Oh, that's cute. That's also good because that's, that's just adding one letter. I like Shy Dranger. Oh, but, not Dranger, sorry, but then, Dranger. But then the, like, the face is within the petals. It's shy, it's hiding within the petals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I like that. I think we need to lose a syllable though somehow. Maybe. I like Peptal, Shy Drange, Hydranger, or something like that. But not Shy Drange because we can do better. <laughs> yeah, the Shy Drange doesn't quite fit. Cut out the right in the middle, Shy Dream. Oh, that's nice. Shydria? Yeah. Shydria. Yeah? Yeah. Pepetal, Shydria, Hydranger. Oh, I think I prefer Peptal. Okay, we can go with Peptal. Like, I prefer Pepetal, but if I'm outvoted, then I'm outvoted. Alex, where are you on the on the Peptal versus Pepetal? I'm good with either. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you're, you're the deciding vote. We're just going to have to fight to We've the got death. Peptal oh, and Pepetal. I like Peptal if it is hot pink. Yes. <laughs> but, so we like, talked about the like change in colours, but it can be that colour by default. I mean, look at Hydrangeas. They are pink I and know, purple. It needs to be Peptal. Pink. What if its face is like pink all the way through and then the petals yeah. or whatever the bald says? Oh, oh, I really like the idea of it's hiding its face, but like the eyes are pink, which is adorable for the shy one and hilarious for the angry <laughs> one. Ooh. 
Yeah. I well, like they just that. get to sort of like a more hot pink that almost looks red in the context mm. of the flowers. Oh, this is so good. Green. I love this Pokemon. <laughs> I feel like the final evolution is a stone evolution as well, a leaf stone or a sunstone or some kind of evolution stone. Mm, Dawn like stone, maybe. Yeah. Roserade vibes. I guess. Yeah, yeah, shiny stone for the Roserade. Yeah, it's some kind of stone evolution, I think. We started out with some kind of mathsy Pokemon that like <laughs> either is symmetrical or like divides itself. <laughs> and we've got this really cool thing. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. Also, we've created a really nice Pokemon for you to draw. One that has thousands of petals. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. fine. So Pokemon art tends to be kind of simplified anyway. Or you just draw the first stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one has four petals. Yeah. Can you count to four? That's a number. <laughs> That's a number. A number. <laughs> wow. It's all coming together. I said four is a number earlier in the show. Yeah. Oh, foreshadowing. <gasps> foreshadowing. Shadowing. I'm going. It's yeah, we've got to stop with these absolute bangers of jokes and go to the wrap up. <laughs> so today we have created Anna, a mathematician with a mathematical inspired museum and gym who has a Simon Says themed gym puzzle in a city inspired by real life Pisa with a leaning tower and everything. The mechanic focus for this gym is reflecting back anything that your opponent throws at you whether that be stats, moves, types, anything and everything. And we've also created a brand new line of Pokemon. Three stages for this grass astro type starting with Peptal, Shydria, and Hydranga. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely. It's been so fun. I'm sure most people already know but for those who don't, where can people find you on the internet? I am mainly on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel where I put animations out most Fridays. I make a lot of animations of Drawfee and college humor or dropout content and every now and then I do little animations of people like Pokemakers. Yeah. <laughs> so there's lots out there to look at. There's plenty already up there but yeah I tend to put out animations on YouTube at Deep Blue Ink every Friday. So thank you Harry so much for joining us and thank you listeners for listening. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as Green Mountain Mist Steampunks. And them's the facts. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. You can also find us on Twitter at Pokemakers. And you can find us both individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pachu, P-T-C-H-E-W. Don't forget to check us out on the Pocket Podcast Network Community Discord. Or if you'd prefer, you can send an email to fiercepodcast at gmail.com. But until next time, gotta make, make them all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Do you like the Dresden Files novels, tabletop role-playing games, improv, adventure, or butt jokes? If not, I don't know if we can help you. Hi there, this is Michael, the host and game master for Green Mountain Mysteries, a Dresden Files RPG actual play podcast about four airsatz heroes fighting wizards and monsters in Burlington, Vermont. Come for the grand urban fantasy adventure full of diverse characters. Stay for the many butt jokes. Seriously, one of the players is playing a proctologist. It's just mwah, chef's kiss. You can listen to new episodes of Green Mountain Mysteries every Wednesday on the Pocket Podcast Network or wherever fine podcasts are sold.